This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Packs What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax with She Said podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And unfortunately, we are back for the fourth straight week. I don't even know what you call it when you don't call it Victory Monday. Take that L Monday. It's terrible. I I don't want to do it anymore. So uh, let's let's dive right in, I guess, with our immediate impressions of the game and uh, you know, Packers Packers dropped one in Buffalo, which I guess we kind of had expected at this point. But 27-17, Bills climbed to six and one, look like the Super Bowl contenders that we know them to be. Packers fall to three and five. And I think their season is kind of in jeopardy at this point, <laughs> even though we've still got nine games left to play. Teetering on the brink. Um, yeah. This was another like tale of two halves. I thought it was the closest the Packers have come to playing a complete game so far this season. And I say that because I, they really did fight till the end. Um, they still had some of their similar mistakes, right? Um, they were a little bit better with ball security. They leaned on the run game. Like we've been screaming for, and it looked incredible, but for me, I've been in the like run the ball camp all season. Obviously, like to me, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are like two of their best weapons. So why not use them? And watching this last night, I was it was almost kind of like smacked in the face by the fact that like having this dynamic run game, it still isn't enough for this team to win games. And I think that's just like the unfortunate part of this Packers season. I'm not saying going out and getting a wide receiver is the quick fix that some people think it is. I don't. I'm just saying, I think without any kind of legitimate passing attack, you're never going to be able to catch up to most teams 
right? Like I'm the Packers defense holding the bills to 27 points. Well done. But when you're down 14, nothing, your run game isn't going to get you ahead unless your defense all of a sudden like shuts down the opposing team and you can't expect them to do that. So as much as I loved seeing how well this run game worked and hummed because we knew it would, it was kind of a, like I said, just a little bit of a smack in the face for me to be like, oh, it's still not enough. Yeah. And I I really don't want to make excuses because, you know, there were opportunities for the Packers in this game, but it is hard when you have to run the ball that consistently to take like six minutes off the clock when you're playing from behind, because you just don't know, you know, if the bills are going to be able to go down and score again, you're just consistently putting yourself behind the eight ball. But there was a part of me watching the game that wondered if the outcome is any different, if you have Alan Lazard and you have Randall Cobb and, you know, I know Sammy Watkins, he hasn't kind of lived up to, you know, his billing, but I was really excited by what we saw from Romeo Dobbs. I was excited by Samori too, Ray. I loved that those young guys were getting looks. Um, Rogers post game was talking about how it was really unfortunate that Christian Watson got the concussion because they had like five or six plays specifically dialed up for him that they were going to call him for. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff made me excited. And I don't want to say like no Lazard is why the Packers lost to the bills because I don't believe that, but there is a part of me that wondered like if this receiving core is at its potential, what does this offense look like when you finally have balance with your run game? I completely agree. Um, I do think also, you know, a touchdown was taken off the board by a very, very, very weak call. I mean, just like disgustingly weak offensive pass interference call in Dunyan. So this game could have been so much closer than it was. And the Bills, I think, Either they didn't play their best half, they definitely didn't play their best half, or they weren't scared by the Packers coming back enough, they let them hang around in the second half. But like this game truly, I think, was a little bit closer than the score would say. Um, Obviously, the Packers completely outscored the Bills in the second half, 10 to 3. The Packers defense only gave up three points to the Buffalo Bills in the second half. Like there were some really, really nice moments but I completely agree with you that if they have either probably just either or Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb, maybe you get one or two more explosive plays. And instead of needing six, eight, 10 minutes on a scoring drive, you're scoring a little bit faster and allowing this team to like try to rack up some points a little bit more. It was so nice to see some of the young guys get those moments. I think we talked about this in our preview show, right? Of like who kind of rises to the occasion when the bright lights come out and two of them did. And I'm sure Christian Watson, my heart like goes out to him because that hit was awful. And he probably was going to be a huge part of this game. And it would have been really fun to see all three of them take a step forward. I'm feeling encouraged by the young guys. It's just more of a, Will it be soon enough for it to turn around this season? You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, one of the really frustrating parts that we kind of talked about pre-show is 
you have all of these moments. And if we saw the performance that we saw against the Bills in London, or, you know, I think the Jets game was just kind of an anomaly. I think the Jets were a better football team maybe than the Packers were preparing for. But to lose the tiebreakers to the Giants and the Commanders the way that the Packers did was really disheartening because you're in a fight for a wild card. And if they put up the performance that they had against Buffalo in either of those games, you're talking about probably winning those games. And now instead they're on a four game losing streak and their season, like we talked about at the top of the show is very much in jeopardy. And I think what makes it even harder is if you look at this game, like statistically on paper, the Packers did everything that we would have wanted them to do to win the game. 21 first downs. They had more first downs than Buffalo, more rushing yards than Buffalo, um, they had more total yards. They won the turnover battle, which feels like it hasn't happened all season. Um, they did have more penalties, which was the one outlier, but they were converting really nicely on third down. They won time of possession, like everything that we would have said, if they can do X, Y, and Z, they have a fighting chance. And they did, you know, to their credit, have a fighting chance in the late fourth quarter, which is something that we really wanted to see from this Packers team. Yeah. A hundred percent. And for me, like, going into this game and expecting them to lose is a really interesting perspective to have because you understand who the bills are and you know what kind of tall order this is. And it's maybe unfair to have put this as a litmus test for the Packers team, but it was really interesting to see them arise to an occasion. And again, it was not perfect. They have to clean up these penalties. You can't have your starting inside linebacker getting ejected for hitting a coach. Like there are still plenty of things to clean up and they're still not putting up the kind of points that you would want them to see. They got to fix the fourth down efficiency, right? Because that completely ruined multiple, (laughs) multiple potential scoring drives, but it's there. It, you can, you can almost feel a little bit better about it being there, especially against such a difficult opponent. Now to your point, You also look at this and you say, well, why couldn't you have done this against lesser opponents and maybe have won one or two more games so far on this stretch? But I hope that this team, their takeaway from this game is we can bring it to anybody. So we got to go the rest of the season, like bring it to all of our opponents every week, because if we play like this, like we can win games. Yeah, I mean, if this is what it took, if it took a four game losing streak for them to finally, you know, utilize an offense that works and, you know, lean on the run game and, you know, have Jair shadow, I'm not necessarily sold on him shadowing Gabe Davis the whole time. But, you know, we'll talk about that. when We talk about the defense. But if if they're making strides, you know, the offensive line is looking better and holding up better. Rodgers kind of looked more like Rodgers. He even scrambled for a first down, which is not something that I think we were expecting. Like if they can start doing those things, if it took them losing to, you know, Rodgers even said after the game, like this felt more like the Packers, like our locker room felt more like who we thought we were. And maybe that's what it takes. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised that the Packers were able to go 95 yards and score a touchdown. You know, like after what we saw the last couple of weeks, the Jair interception for them to be able to capitalize and turn that into points. That was really impressive to me. Yeah. And to be fair, like, I don't want to sit here and say, Oh yay. The Packers have fixed everything. Or like, Oh, look at them. Like these are things they should have been doing from the start of the season. Absolutely. The bar is low, but (laughs) all we wanted to see out of this game was some kind of jump, some kind of competitiveness, some kind of cleanup, some kind of getting back to their standard of football, 
which is where I think they were. The worst case scenario in this situation was going into Buffalo and getting punched in the mouth and losing like 30 to three, right? And that's not what happened. They took it to them till the end. So for me, that is a win. I know the whole moral victory term has been thrown around a lot on Twitter today. It is what it is for me. I'm like, just build off of this. Go yep. into the Lions next week. They're one in six. Like, go punch somebody else in the mouth because you were able to keep yourselves in the game against the Buffalo Bills. Like, keep this momentum going and don't change the offensive plan. Hopefully, you get more pass catchers involved. Hopefully, you get Christian Watson back and Alan Lazard back from their injuries. But Keep using Josiah DeGuara as much as you did. Mm-hmm. I love seeing all the two tight end sets. You and I talked about this in our preview show, how you, they're going to have to lean on the non-wide receivers in this game. Jones and Dylan were Jones and Dylan, like we know and love them. Like keep doing what's working. Don't revert back to whatever they've been doing the last couple of weeks. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 